You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History, the number one platform for empowering black creatives. I'm your host, Michael History. In episode 93, we discuss Drake's new deal with Universal, a black woman-led production studio in Georgia, the youngest black law school graduate in America, Kendrick Lamar's new album, and more. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And for exclusive access to Versus Mike History content, join one of our members-only subscription tiers on Patreon. family we are back for another episode of versus mike history and it's been a while since i've been behind the mic um this episode is coming a week late i know i said i was gonna drop this last week but you know i've been so caught up in getting everything prepared for quarter two's uh, interview releases that you know um i just didn't have time to sit down and really go over the things that i wanted to cover and plus like kendrick lamar's album was coming out the following week so you know I just figured that I'd take the time out and um give myself the weekend to hear the album before I came back and dropped more so because um I also wanted to announce that I'm going to be taking a break from the podcast for a couple of weeks just while I am um releasing these interviews for quarter two once the quarter two interview release run is done I'll get back to potting um, as usual, but, you know, I got a lot of things in store for the summer and for the rest of the year, so I just want to make sure that all that stuff is in order and that I can, you know, provide the best content possible for you guys because a lot of exciting things are happening with the platform. I'm growing, getting better, and I just want everything to be in order and I want to improve as best as possible. And, you know, I don't want the content here to get stale by any means. And it's been a while since I took a break. So I'm just looking to give myself some time off and, you know, recalibrate as the warm weather arrives. And, you know, all these things are coming into fruition. And that's pretty much it. You know, I hope that everybody is staying safe. You know, COVID is spiking in a lot of areas. Um, and you know, we just got to learn from the pandemic and adopt, continue to adopt these things that, you know, keep us sanitary and clean and all of those good things. Shout out to everybody listening around the world, around the country, everybody in the South, everybody on the West coast, everybody in the Midwest, everybody outside of America. Um, yeah, it's a lot going on, man. Um, prayers up to the victims that lost their lives in Buffalo from that white supremacist mass shooter. Uh, we got to call it what it is so that we can make it finally make a change. You know, everything going on in America with um, these abortion rights being reverted back to what they were. Uh, 50 plus years ago is very concerning. Um, everybody should just, you know, be educated and, you know, know where to put your vote if you're into that kind of stuff. So, 
um, is really a rigged system that we're operating in. But, you know, the reality is, is that you have to keep yourself knowledgeable about what's going on around you so you can protect yourself. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get into this week's episode. All right. And as always, we got to leave with love. And I'm really liking this idea that I've come up with to read off tweets that have the word love in them. So um, I got another few of them for here for you guys. And um, I'm going to just go ahead and get into it. So I got here from underscore princess key. Someone being patient with you is one of the softest forms of love. I have here from Ahim Aura. We don't talk enough about how scary it is to love when you've never seen examples of healthy love growing up. I got here from Billy Vina. You deserve to be loved the way you love. And that's all we have. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, let's go ahead and get started with a black female led studio rises in Georgia. And I'm getting this from the Hollywood Reporter. Tammy Williams, set to become the first black woman to own a major production studio in Georgia, started with a vision. She wanted to build a facility where stories that are too often ignored could be told. Beyond that, she longed for a place where people in undeserved communities could get a job training in an industry that she's built her life around. Williams saw her goal start to come to life in March when Cinema South Studios, a $135 million project, broke ground. Located on 85 acres, not far from Trillith and Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry Studios, the complex will spread over 1 million square feet, consisting of 17 buildings with numerous sound stages. It will house various set pieces along with a wardrobe rental facility, transportation company, and three-story office building that will host post-production and audio production facilities. This is absolutely amazing news. We need more black production studios. My goal is to own a production studio in the future. Um, I believe that when we have the power to tell our own stories, that's when we will be able to control the narrative of our culture, of our people, and be able to rise up to a new level here in this country. I also believe that it will create more uh genuine and more entertaining stories as well and you know nothing but positivity can come out of this so i'm happy for everybody involved in this project shout out to tammy williams and let's go ahead and move on all right i have here that drake strikes massive multifaceted deal with universal music group and i'm getting this from variety so bear with me you wouldn't know it from sir lucian granger's tone and Universal Music Group's quarter one earnings call, but the chairman of the world's biggest music company confirmed what had long been expected, but never been announced. That Drake had entered into an expansive, multifaceted deal with a company that encompasses recordings, publishing, merchandise, and visual media projects. Such expanded portfolios, as Grange noted in the call, spanning multiple creative lanes and revenue streams, also include the recently announced extension and expansion of the Weekends deal with UMG which aligns him, like Drake, with Republic Records. Of course, the nagging, of course, the nagging question is, how big is Drake's bag? Um, yeah, I won't get into all of that speculation, but it is very interesting um, that Drake has gotten into a new partnership with Universal Music Group because only a number that was 
extremely, extremely high could keep someone of that level participating within a machine in which they really have no use for at this point. Um, everything that Drake can do for himself, everything that Universal can do for Drake, he can do for himself at this point. So whatever number they gave him, um, I don't really need to know it because I know it's a ridiculous amount, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But this is very interesting, you know. Um, it goes to show that record companies still do have a, you know, use in this day and age, which is to, you know, uh, give you as much money as you possibly can um, once you reach a certain level of success. And, you know, I think that it's very interesting to see that there is a balance between all of this ownership talk that our community has been putting into uh, the world, which, you know, I am a heavy proponent of, but that there's also a balance of people who still use the machine and the machine should be used at the end of the day. I'm not anti-machine uh, per se, but I am of the belief that you, the machine can hold value when it is being used for your benefit. And um, that's all I have to say on that. Congratulations to the boy. All right, so I got a little bit of crypto news for you guys. Snoop Dogg and Drake among celebrities who invested in crypto firm MoonPay's $87 million funding round. And I'm getting this from Afrotech, so bear with me. In MoonPay's recent funding round, celebrities from the world of music, sports, and entertainment backed the crypto firm with hefty investments. According to Independent, 60 stars, including rappers Snoop Dogg and Drake, participated in a whopping $87 million raise for the Miami-based firm. Fellow investors also include Justin Bieber, Jason Derulo, Questlove, Gwyneth Paltrow, and more. The announcement followed MoonPay's $555 million round being its valuation to $3.4 million. The outlet discloses that many celebrities involved already had familiar familiarity with cryptocurrency. Um, it went on to quote about how Hollywood is getting more interested in the blockchain and cryptocurrency because of um, smart contract um adaptation and you know the growing technology and everything like that which is very interesting but neither here nor there it's very interesting to hear that um you know people from our community at a high level are getting into cryptocurrency at a serious level and not just um in the way of nfts you know because we've seen a lot of NFT news lately, but, you know, investing, actually investing in these crypto firms that are trying to build a better future for our money is very cool. Um, and not just our money, but, you know, all of our technology and our entertainment that comes with our the money that we're spending. So cool stuff. All right. Some great news here. Texas teen to make history as youngest black law school graduate in America. And I'm getting this from cron.com. So bear with me at just 19 years old. Haley Taylor Schultz is set to become the youngest law school graduate at Southern Methodist University and the youngest black woman to graduate from a law school in the nation. 
Three years ago, Schiltz, who hails from Keller, Texas, was accepted into nine law schools, according to an SMU news release. However, she chose to attend the university's university's Dedman School of Law in Dallas and ultimately announced the decision on Good Morning America at the time. She told the host that it was her school of choice because because it was close to home and offered her a nice scholarship. While at Dedman, Schultz flourished as an author, public speaker, and advocate for the issues of student co- students of color face in navigating gifted and talented programs in public schools, according to the university. Um, so clearly, this young woman is extremely intelligent, extremely gifted with her voice and her mind. I just wanted to highlight her um, and sh- share the news with you guys, this beautiful, you know, turn of events so shout out to um miss Haley taylor shields her family and everybody who helped her reach this landmark achievement in her life okay more good news founder of slutty vegan restaurant gifts llc's to entire clark atlanta's class of 2022 and i'm getting this from black enterprise so bear with me The Slutty Vegan CEO spoke to the class of 2022 during their commencement ceremony on Saturday and gifted the entirety of the class to a limited liability company or LLC, reports Fox 5. I have partnered with Vero Bank to provide every single graduate in this audience with a new LLC and a path to entrepreneurship, Cole said before the uproar of applause. Every single graduate in this audience will leave this stadium as a business owner, she uh, proclaimed. Um, per a press release from the university, Cole graduated in 2009 with a major in mass communication slash media studies. She was crowned Miss Clark Atlanta during her undergraduate in 2008 and initiated into Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Sigma Chapter. Yo, um, I'm gonna keep it real. That's some fire news. And I wish that I would have been able to experience or even witness something as cool as that. Um, the fact that this woman is giving these newly uh, newly college graduates uh, an opportunity and a pathway to entrepreneurship is absolutely amazing. Um, it's going to change someone's life. It's going to put them uh, on a path to breaking generational curses for their family. And it's going to, you know, improve the economy in ways that, you know, we just don't even think about in this country because you know we're so individual uh we're so self-serving that we don't even think about how much serving the community could you know serve ourselves and help ourselves but um nonetheless this is beautiful news and i'm glad to see you know beautiful black people coming up in this world and you know being treated with um care and respect so this is always great all right so naomi osaka breaks ties with img to launch her own sports agency evolve and i'm getting this from black enterprise so bear with me four-time grand slam singles tennis champion naomi osaka is making significant moves in terms of her career she recently announced that she is ending her professional relationship of six years with img a global sports talent management company and branching out to establish her own sports agency evolve with her sports agent Stuart Dugid, a sports according to Sportico. Um, I've spent my career doing things my way, even when people told me that it wasn't what was expected or traditional evolve 
is the natural next step in my journey as both an athlete and a businesswoman, Osaka said to the outlet. Both Osaka and Dujit share an equity stake in the company without any help of investors, according to Cassius. Um, you guys know how I feel about ownership and independence, and I'm very happy to hear that Naomi Osaka, uh, who is the highest paid female athlete currently, is taking her business into her own hands and starting her own sports agency. You know, too many times in the entertainment industry, which um, black people pretty much dominate for more or less, um, we're always told that we have to have an intermediary, you know, to have conversations with these larger brands. We need to have agents or managers from these foreign places, from these foreign communities to help us bridge the gap and you know i'm glad that we're moving into an era where we can create those bridges and pathways for ourselves and it's really great to see that people are starting to take that move and take those steps towards that future uh in real time so i'm really happy that naomi osaka is doing this especially since she's in a position of great success and great achievement and she's a person of color and she's a woman so it's just so many good things um that make this a positive and um yeah all right let's go ahead and get into some new music so usually i take this time to talk about all the new releases that have dropped um in hip-hop and r&b but you know it's kind of a special time in that Kendrick Lamar has released his latest studio album Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers um this happens to be a double album and his last on TDE so I kind of just wanted to take the time this segment to you know just go over my thoughts on the journey up to this album and what I think of this album in general and uh yeah so to be perfectly honest i really first of all i really like this album i really do and uh the discourse surrounding not even surrounding but i guess the themes that i've processed up to this point because it's only been a few days since it's been out so haven't even fully taken in everything that this album has to offer but it's very interesting to see the growth from Kendrick Lamar coming into the game and trying to be the best person or I guess the highest reach the highest height um, in terms of accolades and um, achievement to this point where he's sort of rejecting the savior title that was put upon him. Um, I also think that the time in which Kendrick Lamar came into hip hop was uh, a very weird time. And, you know, we were it was around like the birth of mumble rap and or at least the ascension of it. And, you know, he came in with very dope, clean lyrics. And, um, you know, I think that that's where, you know, the whole savior complex began and we've 
sort of moved into a post mumble rap era where it's it's very it's still prevalent but not necessarily um at the forefront of you know what's popular now and to reassess Kendrick's status within this whole pantheon of uh rap artists is interesting to see how he sort of stepped down to really uh drive home the the concept of him being human and all of the experiences that he's experienced um not just between albums but you know that have made him a human you know uh moments that we haven't necessarily been privy to in the past or maybe that we knew of and he's putting in song form um i think that this album is definitely not for everyone but it is um a great direction of growth for the artists of Kendrick Lamar Kendrick Lamar um i think that one of the things that he does really well is introspection and uh going against his former self to become a better version of himself which is something that i strive to in my personal life and you know i think that we live in a society where uh anything that doesn't necessarily fit the status quo of one side or the other isn't going to be you know critically acclaimed or um massively adopted and you know i feel like kendrick lamar is not looking to take a side but looking to reject the idea of taking a side altogether um and i really think this is cool you know it's it's grown man raps is real is real intelligent and um very entertaining and sonically it sounds amazing. The production is great, is mixed great. The presence of Kodak Black, um, I enjoy. I think that he adds a um he adds a, 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 a he adds an element to this album that I can't explain um why I enjoy so much, but uh it's there. And you know, I think that that's pretty much all I'll say for it for now because it's still brand new but I really enjoy how this album makes me feel what it makes me think about and um you know the it's it's in very embracing it's very embracing and makes you think about yourself while also thinking about how he got to the points that he's gotten to in his career uh, and his music and, you know, his personal thoughts about everything that's going on in the world. So with that being said, um, I'm all done. Okay, let's talk television, movies, and trailers. So um, I didn't get to talk about Doctor Strange because I was supposed to drop this last week. So I'll talk about it now. I thought that the album, I thought that the movie, the album, I thought that the movie was really good. Um, but I did think that it sort of subjected, uh, expectations of what it was really going to deliver. 
I think that the Scarlet Witch as a villain, spoilers, if you didn't know already, based off the trailers, um, I think that the Scarlet Witch as a villain is very effective in this film. Sam Raimi, who is the director, um, who has previously directed Spider-Man films in the past, does an incredible job of bringing life to um, life in style to the generic Marvel format of shooting a film. And I think that even though what I expected out of this film wasn't necessarily delivered, it still was a great story at the end of the day and people's reaction to it will uh, be a little bit warmer in the long run. But I think that what fans of the MCU have to do moving forward is sort of lowering our expectations of uh, what the studio is willing to, you know, serve, uh, provide and serve us in terms of fan service uh, moving forward because we've just been fed so well with, you know, the Infinity Saga and, um, you know, everything uh, leading up to what's going on currently in the uh, in Phase 4, you know, with these uh, Doctor Strange cameos and uh, the cameos in No Way Home and things like that. But um, at the end of the day, Marvel Studios is still um, of the goal to tell individual stories that are compelling. And um, I think that we are starting to get away from. And we, I mean, as fans, we're starting to get away from expecting individual stories to expecting, you know, this, you know, long engaging overarching story. We 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 think that uh, it's our job to criticize what that will be or um, when it'll come. And it's just not our job to do that. You know, our job is just to enjoy what they put out when it comes out or, you know, criticize it if it's if it's, you know, not up to our standard of liking. But all in all, it was cool. Um, I don't know if I talked about the end of Moon Knight either, but I, I liked how it ended. Um, I guess. I mean, I like how it I like how it ended, but I think that the ending was rushed. You know, um, I think that the lack of Jake Lockley was a mistake, especially since it was being teased throughout the entire uh, season or series, whatever. And we don't know when we'll see this character again. I liked the character of Layla and I liked her, you know, introduction as the Scarlet uh, Scepter, I think, or Scarlet Scarab, excuse me. And, you know, this was a great season of television with Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight um, playing both Mark Spector and uh, Stephen Grant. And, you know, the fifth episode with, you know, going into his background about how he got to the point of split personalities and everything like that was very amazing. I just didn't think that the season wrapped up in a very compelling way because we don't even know when we'll see this character again but all uh with with that being said 
I do think that uh, the potential for this character to be seen again um, is very high. And when we see them again, it'll be in a more uh, entertaining and probably engaging setting. So um, at least we have this behind us now. And yeah. Um, I've actually spent a lot of my weekend watching Young Justice Phantoms. I forgot how good this show was. I mean, I watched all, all the all seasons of Young Justice, um, and I started when it pretty much came out. But I forgot for a long time how good the show was, man. And I just was binging it today, and you know it was just really good. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, I've been watching the playoffs a lot. You know, it's been very interesting to see um, who's making it forward towards the championships. Um, you know, I just watched the Suns get blown out earlier tonight. And, um, yeah, you know, the Celtics beating the Bucks, it was kind of kind of crazy as well. So, you know, that's pretty much what's been going on. I know that's not TV. And, I mean, I technically that's TV, but I don't do a lot of sports talk, but I kind of just wanted to mention that. been watching a lot of fighting and boxing lately. Um sh- Got to watch the Shakur Stevenson fight. Glad to see that he's uh, unified the lightweight division or the lightweight belts. Um, shout out to Anthony Johns or his knockout. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Just been getting into fighting a little bit more. And that's pretty much it. Um, And I guess I'll wrap the episode here, man. Like, that's all I got for you guys today. And it was been pretty cool. Um, sharing all of this news. I'm really excited for what's coming forward in the future for Versus Mike History because I have a lot of dope stuff planned for you guys and I really want to work hard to build this platform to be as um, successful as possible because I know I foresee it. So I want to make it into a reality. And, um, you know, with that being said, I'm going to close out the episode with some topics, questions, music, and movie suggestions to info at versusmikehistory.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at VSMikeHistory and follow the podcast on Instagram and fan base at versusmikehistory. Get members-only content for Versus Mike History at patreon.com slash versusmikehistory and everything else can be found at versusmikehistory.com. Um, this week's sound selection comes straight from... Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers and my choice is Savior which is from Kendrick Lamar Baby Keem and Sam Du and I will see you beautiful black people at the next episode